my kids got into my buddy press stickers left over from the from the last year's work camp and i have i have walls <laughs> and various pieces of furniture now littered with buddy press logos wow On this episode of the WP Candy Podcast, WordCamp Miami organizer David Bissett sits down and we chat about his upcoming event, Buddy Press, and other relevant news of the week. After all that, we'll chat about our picks for the week as well. I'm your host, Ryan Immel, editor-in-chief of WPCandy.com, and this is the WP Candy Podcast. David Bissett is a freelancer in South Florida who spends a lot of time building WordPress and BuddyPress websites. He has spoken at WordCamps and is one of the key organizers behind WordCamp Miami. You can follow him on Twitter at Dimension Media, where he's always talking about WordPress. First thing we're going to discuss is the upcoming WordCamp Miami, which will be happening in April of this year. I mean, the first thing I'm curious to hear about is is how uh, planning for WordCamp Miami is going. Obviously, you're one of, uh, is it two or more co-organizers with you? Jeez. How, many, how many of you are there putting this uh, event together? We're like the Smurfs. I think there's, <laughs> except we have more females in our, in our group. <laughs> Not and, just the, the token the, one? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started. We have we, we actually have a we officially we have about six organizers now and we're going to be adding um, obviously co-organizers and we're going to be adding probably two more because the size of this has gotten it, it's gotten a lot bigger um, very quickly yeah and we are doing things my thing is organization so everybody has specific jobs and if we do our jobs right then there should be not a lot of stress so we have somebody. Um, Saeed from WP Beginner, mm-hmm. he's our sponsorship coordinator. Um, he takes care of all the sponsorships. We have somebody just for that communicating with them. We have somebody who just maintains the website, um, corrects any code, makes any periodical updates, adds the sponsors to the site. We have a volunteer coordinator. We have a knowledge bar coordinator, um, speaker schedule coordinator. I forgot what else. And oh, I think we have a coordinator just for the after parties or the social events and the food. Nice. Which, which will be appreciated. I'm sure now. I mean, we have somebody just in charge for that because yeah. we, everything we're doing this year is, is pretty new. It, it's, it's so new. It's almost like a different word camp. So we've wanted to make sure since everything is new, there's going to be a lot of things. There's potentially they're going to be unanticipated. Okay. So we, we wanted the organization in place. It's not going to be the same old thing where we know, what the deal is going to be. So, well, sometime. I mean, okay. So what, what, what kind of new stuff, um, will there be there particularly for those that have come to WordCamp Miami in the past? Uh, let's see. Well, it's a two day event, but that's not technically new. Cause last year it was last year it was two days as well. Um, it's on April 6th and 7th this year. Let me just make sure to note that in case we <laughs> go through the whole thing and I don't mention when it is. <laughs> Nobody knows where to go. Yeah. April sixth and seventh, boys and girls. There you go. Um, but this one of the, but one of the things that we're hoping to do is we're hoping to extend it to three days. Oh, really? 
we have gotten so much attention and we we started planning this well we started obviously thinking about this obviously months earlier mm -hmm. and the intent was to have this in february uh, the end of february um there is there's a big tech week happening down here in miami um where a bunch of other conferences and other get-ups are coming together in a short period of time bar camps and and super conferences or superconf is, is being down here as well which is a startup meet you meet up for not a meetup but a conference for for the startup community entrepreneurs technology and all that stuff but it's um but we just couldn't secure the venue in time so we we didn't want two months to prepare everything which we kind of been doing the last couple of years is trying to squeeze a lot of planning into a little bit of time and the quality just it just wasn't up there at least to, not to my standards you can't get sponsors speakers that quickly and it's really takes years off your life when you do that so yeah. we, we pushed it to april so technically that's a new time for us although it's not too much further out but we we have a new venue that's one of the things that's new it's it's going to be at <laughs> it's going to be the the ai miami international university of art and design that is a new venue mm, um okay so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out i i i'm actually looking forward to it because it looks like a very exciting venue it looks like a facility that can hold a number of people and, uh, and um, they seem to have the right technology in place so that means you know for for you all you for, for all the nerds and geeks that means they have wi-fi potential <laughs> it's a big First, plus. Not, not yes and as soon as i say that karma will break that wi-fi oh, yeah today. yeah it'll be waiting but, now until until the sixth really but, uh, new, but, but new events are nice um especially if they're the right kind of venues um because they really can, they some venues are better suited for conferences and word camps than others. Mm -hmm. um, so should be that should be interesting and exciting. We should have better, you know, our rooms should be closer together, and, and it should be a better experience just overall. It's one of those things that most people probably don't think about, but sure. unless something goes wrong, like a room is <laughs> not being like somebody forgets to lock unlock a door in the morning, so you can't start your presentation on time, or right. Or you know the room is on the other side of the campus or something like or that. It just, it just bursts into flames or something. Yes, spontaneous combustion <laughs> is a big is, problem. Is frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things. So that's one of the new things. And like I said, three days is it. it, it we're trying to confirm that now, um, but that would be interesting to see if because we've gotten so many speaker requests since January first, which mm -hmm. is when officially started announced our april date our pushback date we have more speaker requests now within 20 to 25 days than we had at last year's word camp combined you know for the entire time wow it's basically tripled the rate is tripled <laughs> and we will be turning for the first time we'd be turning away or not accepting applications for the majority of people that are applying which is a darn shame because there's sure. so many interesting topics that have come across mm -hmm. and so many people that not only that you're that you know of but that that more maybe more importantly that you, that you don't know of mm -hmm. that they have this they have a great concept so we're, it's we're finding it very difficult to 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 strike a balance but it will be interesting so that's going to be so we have definitely new speakers definitely new venue and our we may even have um John Jacobs Jacoby is coming down. That's awesome. Be, yeah, 
he came from Florida. He actually helped start the first WordCamp Miami. Hmm. And he actually has a talk on BuddyPress. And we got to talking together and we said, why not have the first Buddy Camp in the U.S. in Miami this year? Why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, we have two people already, two or three people already wanting to talk about BuddyPress. Yeah. Um, so if it's not confirmed yet, but what we're looking sure. for, is we know based upon our early surveys, we WordCamps should send out surveys to their local population mm-hmm. about topics they're interested in. They should do this through the meetups. That's an excellent way to determine um, what kind of WordCamp is is suitable for your area, what will be popular, because not every WordCamp has to be a beginner, intermediate developer track or day. Um, at least that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think WordCamps can be. Um, Specialized for the area. So one word can't maybe heavily developer oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, another one can be just for beginners. I think we've seen some of that already. And um, I think we're still trying to find a voice for the Miami one. We've done, we've, we've been sold out successful every year, but I still want to find that unique voice. And um, I, I would like to think we could have a buddy camp down here. And that would be very interested. So if anybody wants to speak, come down to Miami and speak about BuddyPress or designing social networking sites or anything along those lines, you know, let us know. I, yeah. We have the people. We know the people are going to fill the seats. It's just a question of now who wants to come and speak. Yeah, I, I, uh, I like what you said earlier about um, kind of rethinking how the tracks for a WordCamp have to be because a lot of a lot of camps sort of default to let's do something for maybe – beginners or or usually it's like bloggers i guess and then uh something for uh developers and then sometimes maybe designers you know they have kind of it's kind of the two two to four kind of tracks that'll get shuffled in and out for pretty much everything um i think the craziest stuff i've seen uh or not the craziest but the most kind of out there is usually at phoenix each year i remember uh, uh definitely a couple years ago there was like a realtor track it was it was like com- completely rethinking how those are designed I remember that. I, I actually, yeah, they had it. They actually had one of their biggest rooms devoted to the real estate track, and I think that was in two thousand and twelve. It was either twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Yeah, it could have been twenty eleven. But been. yeah, so as a WordCamp organizer myself, I, 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 and I think I don't want to speak for the foundation or mm-hmm. Andrea or anything here, but I think this is what we want to see too. We want to see a little bit of divergence in WordCamps because. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of the fun. It also just doesn't look like things are just cookie-cutted. Right. Um, but it really needs to be molding in line. This, this, these are local events most for the most part. Um, you know, we forget that sometimes because we are we travel to work camps. Some of us travel to work camps a lot. Um, right. Some of us even don't even consider it much as an educational thing, more or less like a hangout or a social event. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, but for me, it's like if you're going to spend that much time and money, you should try to get something out of it. So, yeah. for this year, we have a number of speakers that are coming in, and we really want to make sure to at least give them something new to listen to. And that's why we're shooting for that. And we're also shooting for another new thing at WordCamp Miami is going to be um, we have a business tracker workshop planned. Hmm. Uh, it's actually going to be a dedicated track or a dedicated workshop. And we're leaning toward the workshop right now. Not that there's a big difference between the two because we have already a full lineup of speakers 
um, ready to talk about the different aspects of of um, business in general. And a lot of it does relate to if you have a WordPress business, it'll relate a lot to that. But just dealing with clients, proposals, virtual teams, um, all that stuff is we already have that in the works. And we that might be one of the things that makes WordCamp um, Miami stand out if this works out. It'll be one of those things where it'll be specialized for people who are just just who have a freelance who are just freelancing mm-hmm. or have a small time business. I think um, Shane Perlman from Modern Tribe and um, Chris Lima mm-hmm. from San Diego. I, there are two confirmed speakers already, and they'll be speaking on our new Miami track this year. Um, I'm not sh- I forget what they're talking about right now, but but we're bringing in. Um, recognizable names and speakers for our business trackers and so and a few locals as well so we this has got the highest feedback from our surveys where people we wanted would you like a workshop about freelancing and for for business and Mm -hmm. it got overwhelming like the highest five star plus a plus rating as far as being interested in so we're gonna we're gonna try that and see how it goes so that that's definitely going to be a new thing for WordCamp Miami this year is the business track so very cool very cool yeah I love I just I love that idea of of the tracks not being defined by almost like you know uh, beginning intermediate and advanced but having those within the track itself so they're you know it's all around a topic and some of these are going to be harder some might be easier but uh yeah that's that it's it's really refreshing particularly and again you know the people that actually travel around the crazies like us that'll go to WordCamps that aren't in our area are definitely the outliers in these situations so it's definitely something that it's good that it works out for the for the local communities but i'm definitely selfish in thinking well it it also makes each word camp a little bit more interesting too when it's kind of you know a bit a bit kind of has that original spin on it well as a word camp organizer you got to please two groups you need to please your local community that actually should be your first priority Mm -hmm. um and should have a pretty good thumb on the pulse of that through your meetups so your word camp organizers usually are Organ, a part of the local WordPress meetup community, mm-hmm. one of the one of the organizers, but also you, as a WordCamp organizer, you want good people from out of town, at least a few, to come and speak, or at least give them the opportunity. So find that voice and whatever it might be, and you'll have speakers looking in your general direction at the same general time every year to see maybe that's something they want to come to talk about or something they want to listen about you know that that sort of thing and i don't think right now i think i think this has been a growing trend in work camps at least the business part of it mm-hmm. um for at least the last year and a half or two years there's been one or i think at work camp san francisco there was a business talk or two chris oh, yeah. Nomic, was yeah, in huge. october mm-hmm. i was there and that was a big educational event and we are not trying to be personomics <laughs> that's an insult to personomics for us to even try what they do i think they're, 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 they were that last presentation was awesome. I hope they invite me back this year. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But um, <laughs> but we do feel like business topics should be if that's what people are interested in. Then if and if Miami is one of the places that offers that experience, we'll see how it goes. Awesome. And uh, so far, so far, I got very high hopes for it based upon the initial feedback we've gotten. Yeah, no, it it, uh, it it sounds really great. Uh, I'm I'm excited to, um, to to go again right now. I see no reason why my my schedule would not allow for it. Um, 
Um, so let's see. Is uh, has registration opened yet? Not yet. It okay. should be. We've, we're just planning a lot. We're, we're kind of doing everything step by step. Um, we're planning some last few things. Like I said, uh, maybe the one last fine venue check, the third day thing. Sure. It's where camp planning goes. It's like there are a few things you want to know pretty solidly before you start releasing tickets. Otherwise, people start coming back and wanting refunds or exchanging tickets. But we are planning in the next week or so mm-hmm. to to be offering tickets on the site. Awesome. And then, but and I did see uh, early bird sponsorships are up. So anybody listening that wants to uh, support the camp can uh, check out it's with 2013.miami.wordcamp.org. Is that right? Yep. Slash sponsors. Yeah. So. Uh, we actually, actually, that has also been an amazing reaction as well. We never had this many inquiries this quickly before. And due to policy, I don't want to reveal everybody until they're on the site. Sure. Obviously. But um, we actually have two names that I will mention that are sponsoring this year is Media Temple and Woo Things. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> once I got the email, I almost had to change my pants. It was, <laughs> it was just, it's like I keep wow, like I know these people. Um, <laughs> but it's, but that's great. Uh, but we also have other. It's not just the big guys though to help out with these things too, and, and we and we're going to be just as proud of some of the smaller um, community based um, sponsors that mm-hmm. we will be showcasing showcasing on the site um, probably starting like early next week. Um, it's really the community that's that offers a great bit of strength to these local events. Like I said, these are all local community-based yeah. events. So we're going to be very proud to showcase them as well. But we're also very proud of some of our larger sponsors. And it's the no matter if you give a dollar or $2,000 um, or more, it's it's all going toward this non-profit educational thing, which is, which is really fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. So everybody should go check that out. Uh, at their site, and that'll be uh, April 6th and 7th, right? Yep, and if it's a third day, it'll be April 5th. <laughs> All right, I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, hey. Cool. Next up, David and I discussed the other bits of WordPress news that popped up this week. Speaking of BuddyPress, then, uh, there was uh, an actually a, a kind of a contributed or a guest post by uh, Jay, would you say, Collier, of uh, the Compass LLC, who put together a um, website called mainlearning.net. This went up on the buddypress.org blog. And uh, what you know, what better person to, to chat a little bit about the educational side of BuddyPress and what he wrote about here than you, David? So, um, <laughs> BuddyPress, yes. Am yes. I educated? The jury's still out. <laughs> well, well uh, everybody will, yeah, the jury's out. They'll, they'll yes. reserve their judgment uh, for okay. a few minutes. But yes. yeah, so, uh, so this is really interesting. This is stuff that, um, I mean, BuddyPress is one of those, one of those areas that, uh, there's there's still so much room to grow, right? And there's and there's so much more, uh, so much work to be done with BuddyPress, and so much that people can do. But it's also one of those that I feel like, you know, not everybody will will dive in as quickly as they might have with WordPress. I feel like there's probably, you know, it's probably a bit uh, intimidating at first glance. Mm, yeah, I would say so. Especially if you, BuddyPress in the beginning was very intimidating. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the pre 1.0 release. I've been following it since it was in the like a point one release. Um, so my perspective is a little different. I think it's been a lot easier to use. But people just starting to dive into it. Um, there is been a learning curve um, mm-hmm. with it because it has a lot more templates than WordPress does. Right. And there's a whole other set of loops and functions and hooks that you have to 
be aware of the certain thing, you know, like how does BuddyPress handle like looping through members, looking through looping through groups, and obviously it has a whole adds additional database tables to your installation, and we won't even go into and go into into multi-site or anything like that. Sure. But so there, yeah, there there is a learning curve. I think there's a direct payoff though into the potential versus the learning curve, and so it really kind of depends on how you're using it. But quickly adding to the end of that is, I. Th- it seems to be getting easier to use, um, especially after BuddyPress 1.5, and especially with the upcoming BuddyPress 1.7. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend people follow the development of this. Um, it looks like it's nearing toward a uh, toward a completion um, or, or a testing initially very soon, and it's going to allow BuddyPress to be integrated into regular, properly coded WordPress themes. So. Which is huge. Well, I mean, that, that'll be a, a giant step forward. Yeah, and, and, and the average show right now, sipping his diet Sprite and going, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it essentially means is that you can better integrate BuddyPress into your website, in, into a website that may not have BuddyPress started from the beginning. Right. And, and it would give you that extra, okay, I've got BuddyPress, now I've got it. You know, like play all these templates to make it look like it's halfway decent inside my theme. Yes, which is which is a lot of the, which you know for a lot of simpler use cases, that's where a lot of people you know have a little bit of hesitation with. Well, sure, and and it, and it's um, yeah, because because right now if you're using BuddyPress and you want your site to work well with it, it kind of requires you to restrict your search to BuddyPress themes. You know, you've got to find uh, either something to use or have something built that is specific. You know, kind of has that specific consideration for BuddyPress. So having kind of it'll kind of open the floodgates on BuddyPress themes. It'll make all themes BuddyPress themes. You know, like you said, properly coded. Uh, that that'll increase the library of potential BuddyPress themes by a huge factor. Well, and apologies to anybody who makes a BuddyPress theme out there, um, premium or not. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen any really bad BuddyPress themes, but I haven't seen many that have stood out. Mm-hmm. Like WordPress themes do, and it could be just the very nature of just BuddyPress being a social network. Mm-hmm. But a lot of BuddyPress themes over the past year or so kind of look the same to me. And granted, I'm a BuddyPress developer; I build sure. custom BuddyPress sites for a living. So, yeah, this probably is a little bit biased or tinted. But um, you know, there's there's a common there's a common layout. I, I should I guess, and mm-hmm. it just would be. You know, none of, like I said, nothing bad. Sure, nothing bad at all. But it, it, it worst worst word I could use probably maybe a little bit boring. Yeah, maybe a little, you know, and which you know if that's what you need, that's fine. But there, we've seen these WordPress themes that have come out that can act as a project management site, can act as a yes. job board, that can act as all these different things. It's that kind of variety that we that I would love to see grow and I think it's starting to right now in BuddyPress themes and plugins. Well it's sort of I would I would relate uh where BuddyPress is right now with the state of of, of themes and sort of the originality or or you know sometimes lack thereof. I would almost relate it to the period of time where all WordPress themes were sort of primary content, sidebar, and maybe a you know, some sort of a of a header image. I mean there was a period of time before things got really creative where everything kind of followed the assumed kind of format like this is how this is what wordpress themes are you could sort of spot a wordpress theme you know from from a distance right the activity i mean the, the website will look great and then you look at the activity stream and it's 
basically the same yep. layout with mm-hmm. a few color changes, right? Yep. And there's these boxes that WordPress, these are these milestones that WordPress had to go through. First, it was a blog yes. themes, and then somebody or people pushed that envelope, and all of a sudden, content management themes started popping up. And mm-hmm. that window was pushed, and now into, into WordPress as web being as a web application framework. And, and you know, what's, you know, what is a web application or what's a website is, is a debate, but essentially, you're no longer talking about just uh, you're not, not talking about blogs anymore. You're not talking about WordPress, just content managing, you know, simple business sites or anything like that. You're actually having WordPress now themes that can actually serve as just like, a, like I don't know, you, you could practically build Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook on a smaller scale or a different scale or mm-hmm. using WordPress now. I mean, it's all effectively... You know, there are there are themes for that, and there's themes coming out for those types of different applications and uses. So I think BuddyPress can is now crossing a similar threshold. And, I, and this, uh, you know, the Jay Collier's post about MainLearning.net is kind of a, a good example, I think, of of using BuddyPress for a, a purpose rather than you know there are lots of people who say, well, I'm just going to get BuddyPress. I'm going to add a social network to my site, and that's pretty much always an awful idea. <laughs> Uh, whereas here, it's it's you know what he describes sort of the the project uh, and how it came together. It's it's using it uh, using its strengths to make a site to um, you know act as sort of a collaboration and, and learning resource for main educators, which is that's that's a, a use case, right? That's not just kind of trivial layering on top of an otherwise normal website. Yeah, and this this could be applied to any industry, but he specifically. Uses the buddy press, you know, buddy press members, buddy press groups specifically to connect the teachers, the parents, the administrators, and even the taxpayers in, into this kind of in this type of network for for their site. And education in buddy press is the unspoken giant, I think, use mm-hmm. case because there's actually a lot happening underneath underneath the surface. Um, have you heard of Commons in a Box? No, I don't think so. Commons in a Box. Oh, comment, no. Commons in a Box. I thought you said comments. Sorry. No, uh, I slurred a little. Bit. No, yeah, comments in a box. Absolutely, yeah. Edit that out. But yeah, that's. But but, um, but especially in, in this article, it really talks about even if you aren't in the educational community, this is a perfect example of how something you start off with a clean foundation like Buddy Press and how you can turn it into something for a specific industry. It goes into mm-hmm. detail on um, how the architecting went into it, like the different levels. Well, they go from like how people explore and observe the community to following to endorsing and eventually contributing and then leading the community. How how it was built along that kind of pyramid type of social architecture scheme. Um, it, 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 he talks about how he basically laid out the foundations, why he chose WordPress and BuddyPress for it. And then he lists all the, the plugins that he used, which right there is it's an impressive list of plugins. And mm-hmm. I, I challenge any even a seasoned BuddyPress developer, if they know all the plugins on this list. Yeah. And it just illustrates like how, um, how you can combine certain things and make BuddyPress into whatever you want it to be. And, and what works best, you know, for a social community. And that may also be another area too, that might give people pause, not just the fact that you're just building a website, but you're building a social community and just, Ask any startup on how difficult that concept alone is. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I think I mean probably the the success of his implementation or, or, or thought process probably has to do with 
you know, determining their goals before choosing BuddyPress. You know, because if you if you just kind of go into it saying, I want to use BuddyPress for something, you're probably going to, you know, I mean, I, I like uh, uh, JTrip will say that one of his least favorite, or maybe he says the worst implementation of BuddyPress is the BuddyPress website, uh, or was for some time, because it implemented all of BuddyPress. Uh, whereas most sites uh, that use BuddyPress effectively tend to selectively grab the pieces that work for the particular site project and not just everything. Yeah, um, and that's kind of important because, you know, I'm one of those people that, that doesn't necessarily automatically include WordPress is for every possible solution. Sure. Um, and some people in their zealousness for the for WordPress kind of are perceived by other people as as being religiously tied to it. And if you say anything bad about WordPress or say WordPress mm-hmm. can't be used for a search situation, they will go mad. It's kind of like <laughs> saying, you know, Star Trek sucks or I own an Android device and Apple sucks. You know, that it's that type of it depends which Star Trek you're referring to because there's, there's oh, let's just not get into that. <laughs> yes. You're, uh, oh, you're a Star Trek Enterprise fan. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, here's some, here's some uh, Duke Lowe's. That's, no, that's but, what's but, happening. But you have, to, you, have, you have to know BuddyPress well and consider if there is a social, you know, what, what are its strengths? Yeah. Should it, be, should it be used for the particular project you're working on? And what is your developer skill according with that? Right. Um, uh, but, I mean, in my experience, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but, I mean, yeah. I, I, if I can... I'm, I am not the most experienced BuddyPress developer at all, but if I can turn BuddyPress into like Kickstarter clones or mm-hmm. um, social networking sites for particular niche industries, you know, for you know, like uh, like Yelp type of websites or or something along those lines, or websites for conferences or that sort of thing, then there is a there's a large variety of what you can do in BuddyPress, and it should warrant some it, it warrants serious consideration and especially mm-hmm. if you're already using wordpress that's already a plus right there yeah We're, the buddypress group api alone can allow you to create and extend off of that um, you can create just think of groups in other terms like think of them as projects on a kickstarter clone or as mm-hmm. like conference conference rooms on a conference website you know yes you know spoilers but you know <laughs> that's but that's start thinking like that and you'll start seeing the, buddy, the potential in buddypress well it's similar to the to the transformation that really happened with a lot of, of WordPress sites when uh, custom post types were available. And I mean, there are, you know, and, and it's not the majority by any means, but there are a lot of WordPress sites, you know, sites built on WordPress, which are much more app-like, might not even have posts or pages, you know, because it might operate a completely different way. Um, you know, there's just, it's, it's kind of applying that same kind of creativity to, to the BuddyPress uh, platform as well. Well, look at P2. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Says Absolutely. it all right there. Yeah, there, I mean, and there's still, you know, I can think of uh, you know Collab Press, uh, which is a really interesting uh, project, uh, uh, Brad Williams project that you know makes it sort of a project management system. I mean, there's so many, yeah, so many great examples of stuff like that. So, so I definitely think, going back to the article and everything, mm-hmm. I, I this is an ex- something very excellent to read read mm-hmm. through if you're interested in applying BuddyPress to something very specific. Um, and you, I, I don't think, I think that's a given because I don't see how you, how you could now, obviously, <laughs> obviously you can, 
slap it into any website you want and have an instant social network and you can turn things on and off in BuddyPress. So if you could just have membership profiles, I have clients that just request that. Um, you can remember blogging also comes into the, you can have people that blog or post updates on the site as well. So it's pretty expandable. And I just think this ties into the WordCamp thing of it, that we just need to educate people on its different applications and uses through WordCamps, through videos, through blog posts. And um, that's why I like, that's why I really support anybody who, who who's getting more information about BuddyPress out there. And of course, BBPress is obviously, anything we talked about here can apply in some aspects to BBPress as well. Absolutely. And this is a perfect segue, actually, uh, because just a couple days ago, the first public beta of BBPress 2.3 became available. So anybody who is a heavy user um, or a developer that, that works with uh, BBPress or would like to, this is a perfect time to jump in and be testing with it. Uh, I haven't tested with it yet, um, but uh, I'm, I... I I use it myself and, and I've contributed a couple times, little things here or there. It's, it's a really fun little project. It's, it's not, um, yeah, I, I would, I would, it's definitely in the same family as buddy press, but I would say it's probably a little bit easier just to jump into, you know, with both feet and, and not quite, uh, hit so many, you know, again, for, for brand new users, uh, it's, it's not going to be quite as baffling up front. Yeah. There's been such a big change for the 2.0 release. It's, effectively oh, a whole other ball game. I believe it's using custom post types now. Yep. Yep. Custom post types all around. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a standalone, um, or not a standalone, it's a plugin that doesn't, you know, it, that was really a big change for, for BB press to not require being its own separate install that had all the, I mean, I, I still remember doing that. I remember the messy integrations between, you know, the BB press standalone platform and WordPress and man, that could just get so frustrating. <laughs> that was my, my first ever, um, uh, well, the first personal project I used it on was my first uh, site about WordPress. I wrote about it at themeplayground.com, uh, which was, man, that was like 2008, maybe. I don't know. That was a long, long time ago. But but that was, I was trying to get, you know, BB Press as a forum to go along with that. And just, man, so, so much hair pulling <laughs> going through those process to, you know, use the same user database and the cookies and things. It's just... Boy, your your hair or someone else's? Everybody's. Mine, uh, who's ever was in the room, <laughs> I was going to track down, you know, the developers and, and attack their hair. No, it was, it, it's, it's made huge strides uh, since It became then. a hair club for men. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's the custom post type trend. It seems to be continuing. It seems. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's like, it's a party now because mm-hmm. I think one of the, I don't know if you want to transition to this or not, but the, sure. the, there is because this actually talks about both. This is actually covering Buddy Press and that trend mm-hmm. because Paul Gibbs has come out with a version 3.0 of his um, WordPress achievement plugin. And I'm not saying Buddy Press, it used to be the Buddy oh, Press, it used to be the plugin. Buddy Press, but yep, mm-hmm. it was wow, it was it was the well, it was the plugin that you would probably talk about if you want to talk about extending Buddy Press in any way. Oh, sure. Um, well, and, but, and, and, and word, what's and happened word now one. is that with the 3.0 release, yeah, he, he um, yeah, yeah, it's got challenges, badges, points, and all of that it used to be for BuddyPress, and now it's for WordPress in general, and that's great because a lot more people are going to be able to incorporate gamification into their site without having to install or think about BuddyPress necessarily. Absolutely. So I think if anybody's interested in that, they should check it out. I think Paul should be uh, commended for that. And um, absolutely, it's please a, support Paul too if you like the plugin and use it. Give him 
throw him a couple bucks. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's not homeless, but still. You know, <laughs> it's uh, achievementsapp.com. It's also on the WordPress.org uh, oh, yes. plugin directory. And he's got a yeah. he's got a nice uh, kind of you know intro to achievements uh, achievements three as it is now uh, on the homepage of that site. He's got a video, and he's got a great accent. Just oh, play the yeah. Plus, play the video for the voice. Sit back, relax, and have an Earl have an, have an Earl Gray. Have an Earl I mean, Gray, this, and, and get angry that you don't have that voice. Because I honestly, if I had, man, just the things that we David, the things that we could do with that voice. I could snap my fingers and have the ladies. <laughs> have all the ladies. They would come. Yes. Because they would hear hear the voice. No, I love, yeah. Yeah, I had him on um, with uh, Boone and, and John uh, last year talking about Buddy Press for a while. And, and that was, uh, yeah, he's, he's got, he, he's, he stole the show for sure. And finally, David and I list off our picks of the week. In other words, we recommend you check these things out the very next time you're in front of a browser. I mentioned it earlier on uh, in, in when we were talking earlier about EditFlow, uh, which I've probably picked before. Uh, the EditFlow plugin for WordPress is just a really great sort of uh, editorial management plugin. It's actually I would I would compare it in some ways to BuddyPress in the sense that it's a series of components. It's it's not sort of one thing. I'm actually it's weird for me to really like plugins that do a lot of stuff because I typically like the plugins that change like one thing or add like one small thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to WordPress, whereas this, you know, EditFlow, similar to BuddyPress, has I think, man, like eight, eight or ten components to it that you can kind of turn off or on depending on on your case or on your use case. Um, but it's my pick this week because version zero point eight is underway or is at least in the scoping phase, and uh, some really interesting stuff coming into it. Probably, um, you know, particularly if you've used EditFlow, they're doing kind of a, you know, little quick add. Um, posts on the calendar view and sort of some little touch-ups here and there that uh, seem really neat. But what, talk to me, because I honestly haven't played with this very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, shame on me. Yeah, but, geez, uh, man. Yeah, 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 23 hours in a day and one hour for sleep. I mean, <laughs> the nerve. Uh, yes, but what would, what's your favorite feature about it? Like, what would you, what's the coolest thing about it that you could recommend to me or the use case or something? Because I would love to try that yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's definitely it, it really shines when you have uh, you know a few people really contributing to to a WordPress site. But I, I still prefer to use it even if it's just me. Um, so it's not something that you know can't be used if you're a solo you know author or blogger or whatever. Um, I would have to say that my favorite piece of it, just for my own use, is they have there's a there's an editorial calendar view that will show you know, the published and, and, and planned content on a, an actual, you know, 30-day calendar and allow you to kind of drag and, and, and drop things around. So um, for me, you know, particularly when, you know, writing about man, what, all the WordPress, writing about edit flow itself, which I did this morning, um, you can kind of have a nice kind of three or four-week view on what's gone up, kind of at what kind of consistency or what rate it'll show four or five posts per day before it kind of, you know, you have to expand to see more. Uh but in particular, I'll use it to kind of plan out a given, you know, couple of days stuff. So if I say, well, here's, you know, here's, let me create drafts of six things that I want to, that I want to publish. And then I can go into the calendar and say, okay, this would be good on this date. This would be good on this date. And I kind of get a, a nice kind of overall view of, of what's coming. That's probably my favorite part about it. Um, but for most people, I think just the idea of creating custom statuses. So what is it? WordPress naturally has like private, publish, draft trash can that kind of stuff uh you can add your own in there so something could be maybe under review 
or something could be just an idea. Maybe not. It's not. It's not a draft yet. Uh, it really kind of, for me at least, transform WordPress from the place that I go to publish something to the place where I can actually like live and just kind of brainstorm things too. Which is you a, should. It's a you should take that motto and give it to them. Take that what? It's a motto. Shorten it a little. Give it to them. Yeah. Well. That, that, yeah. <laughs> no. That's, but, um, that's, it, I think that's. I think a lot of people need that, and obviously there's a there's a demand for it because, mm-hmm. and, and I'm glad they're being so open about its development and keeping everybody in the loop because I think it's going to be. I, I it's good now. I looks like to me though once it reaches that 1.0 milestone, you know. The uh, the the, uh, the the growing from a boy to a man type mm-hmm. of phase. It's, it's going to be very impressive. Well, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's worth mentioning that a lot of uh, or that some of the sort of edit flow principles or like uh, or editorial workflow tweaks. Some of that is inspiring work being done in WordPress right now for version three six that's coming. Um, that I mean, that's what what better compliment or, or I guess. Uh, you know, gratitude can a can a WordPress plugin have than to influence the direction of WordPress itself. Uh, so that's that's really uh, kind of fun to watch on the on the Make WordPress Core blog too. Yep, I'll so keep be, in my eye, keep yeah. my eye on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that would be that would be my pick. You have uh, a couple things you want to point out. Two real quick ones. Sure. Um, one is um, Post Status by Brian Cosgrove. <laughs> Yeah, it helps when you say these things beforehand. I, I read it every day. He has great. He has got mm-hmm. great tweets. He's got great tweets. But um, he came out with something called Post Status, which the URL is Post Status, but it's poststat.us, I think. Yep. And he's trying to get like a like a daily link blog thing going mm-hmm. on, I think. And uh, with some, it's gotten actually a few great comments on some of them. Definitely. Um, one of them, I think we touched on. I think it's general for anybody who's who wants to keep abreast of the WordPress stuff that's going on daily that may not be on Twitter as much. Right. Um, and you might just learn a thing or two about yourself. Oh. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that in there for drama. But there is an interesting there is an interesting post on there um, a few days ago. Um, and it was a link to, I'm stalling here because, okay, here it is. Um, it was something about the outside the WordPress bubble, mm-hmm. um, what people are saying about it and other CMSs. This could be a whole other blog po- po- podcast topic, so I won't go yeah. into this too much here. But um, it did give some, there was some nice discussions in there. Um, the link it went to is not, post status links to another site for the discussion on branch.com mm-hmm. about what your favorite website CMS is. And um, people talk about Drupal, WordPress, text pattern, and um, different platforms like Rails. Um, G- Jekyll's mentioned and all of that. And what people prefer in certain circumstances. And I post status was pointing to that because it there is a um, it was good from the aspect of you know look outside the WordPress bubble and see what other people are using and why. And there were some commenting on paying attention to some possibly valid points on possibly what WordPress is becoming and what the future of it might be as far as is it a, you know, is it transitioning further away from a simple blogging platform to something more complex? Is it able to accomplish, is it, you know, every, you know, multiple tasks equally well? Is it, is, 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 are the strengths and their, and thereby weaknesses changing on it? So it, 
it's a good article to read um, under the the ominous future of WordPress type of subject. And a couple of um, interesting people like Christina Warren actually contributed to that. So I that so anyway, post status is is one of my picks. Um, yeah, it's a, got, yeah, it's a solid blog. It's it's I've, I remember uh, you know for. Man, I don't know how many months uh, or probably close to a year that Brian was talking about launching that. It's great to see it to see it up and, and roaring. On a similar note, going back to BuddyPress, is bpmail.me. Um, and essentially this emails you out. I can't remember. It seems to be weekly. Maybe it's biweekly. Mm-hmm. A list of links. Um, if, if you're interested in BuddyPress, you just sign up. It's just a mailing list. And it sends it out to you, all the interesting BuddyPress links. And these are actually sometimes harder to find even if you're on Twitter. Then, um, then, then you may think, um, even if you monitor BuddyPress hashtag on Twitter or something like that, some some BuddyPress information comes in when you're sleeping, especially oh, sure. you're living in the US. So this is a good way. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name here. The Twitter the Twitter handle is S L A F F I K. So we'll just say Slafik. How about that? Sounds and yeah, uh, you'll post it this in the. <laughs> notes, but it's, if you just go to bpmail.me, if yep. you're interested in BuddyPress at all, this is a great brief, non-spammy newsletter just devoted to BuddyPress topics and interesting tidbits that you may miss. And I think he's got like over a couple hundred subscribers at least on it so far. Awesome. So those are my two picks. Those are good picks? Well, everything else. Too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode number 36 of the WP Candy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review there if you'd like. You can also leave a comment on the show post as well with feedback, since it's always nice to know what you think of the show. We'll see you next week for another episode of the WP Candy Podcast.